You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, the horror movie podcast for the casually obsessed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And we're here today to talk about Saw, the 3D one. Saw the final chapter, the 3D one. Is that it called the final chapter? It's either called Saw 3D or Saw the final chapter. I, I swear, think there's a third title. Yeah, I swear the one we watched, it just said Saw 3D. Yeah. In, like when the titles came up. Mm-hmm. Um, Though we did not watch it in three, we three D. We watched it in two D on Netflix, and it was still called Saw three D. So the best way to watch a three D movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that way since Jaws three D, Amityville three D, and onward. I don't know. I appreciate the hoke of it all. Yeah, and it's extra hokey when you don't have the glasses. Hokey on our part, though, not hokey on the film's part. <laughs> Can't blame the film. Yeah. So uh, Saw three D. This is the question mark seventh. Yes, installment actually, in the Saw I franchise. did not know that. Had to look that up myself, but you're absolutely right. Okay, and actually, we should get this off at the top of the show that we uh, we apologize to all of the Saw historians who may be listening to this podcast. Oh, we did zero research. Well, and also John and myself are not extensive followers of the Saw franchise. We've we dabble, we've dipped in and out. I we've think... seen every single one of them before. No, we have not. We have watched this movie. No, we have. Well, maybe we have. But I remember nothing about it. I remembered it. the end of the movie. And yeah, I was like, oh, this right? is the one we were talking about. Yeah, you get to the end, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this scene. Absolutely, this scene. Okay, well, I'm going to, okay. So my relationship with the Saw franchise is I think the third one was the last one I saw in theaters. Same. Uh, the pig's blood scene, I was like, yeah, this is too graphic to see in full size. I would I would have watched Spiral in the theater, but it was just scary to go to the movies at the time. Yeah, so, and then we dipped back in together when the Saw prequel came out because we were just like, hey, oh, that's right. horror movie in the theater. Jigsaw, and that one had yeah. like a big silo and that's all I remember. Uh, <laughs> Laser <laughs> It was a farm and it was something. like early Saw days. Uh, so Jigsaw was back and I think that's what sold us. We were like, oh, Jigsaw's in this one? Okay. And then, yeah, we watched Spiral, which we enjoyed. Yeah. And then I guess we've sort of dabbled in watching some of the random installments throughout, you know, our horror fandom. I have always wanted to do a franchise binge of the Saw franchise. I don't know if I could. But watch them in chronological order. Oh, that's fun. So Because these movies are all over the place. Like Even two single takes place films, first. though. You'd have to watch scenes of one film. Oh, that's fun. Like, you'd have to get a super fan to do, like, a super cut. Interesting. With all of the flashbacks lined up. Yeah. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. The ages and like <laughs> the look of some of the people would change so much from scene to scene. I don't think it would add, like you wouldn't learn anything extra by watching it that way. It would just be like a real fun experiment. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. We've got a lot to say about this. Uh, turns out an incredible pairing with Final Destination, the 3D one. Uh, but before we get into it, Kim... Keep them positive here for just the next 45 seconds. Give me three good things gotcha. about Saw 3D. So, number one, this one, you know, is the same as when we did the Final Destination film. We got to give credit to the fact that it's in 3D. Like going to space, 3D just revives 
any and all franchises. If you think you are running out of things to do, and at this point, Jigsaw's dead, so it's real hard to bring him back. Yeah, if you're not going to go interdimensional, you got to go three-dimensional. Three-dimensional. And though I was a little sad that this wasn't as gimmicky as I wanted it to be. Uh, you would go like half an hour before something fly at the screen. Like, oh, right, it's 3D. Yeah, and when I want 3D, like I want gimmicky. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I guess testament to being reserved with your 3D content. Like, sure. If you're making hashtag cinema, they went for a more subtle, light-handed approach to is their this- 3D. Is this is this movie more of a film than a movie? Is that what we're saying? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, I'll go ahead and take one. Uh, reverse bear trap. Now that sounds like, oh, it's a Saw movie. Of course it's got a reverse bear trap. I have trap. things to say about the reverse bear trap, and you... they're going to be controversial. Correct me if I'm wrong. Every time you've seen the reverse bear trap used before... You never really fully see what the head looks like afterward, right? Well, so we can't say this because we're not historians. We are not historians. My experience with the reverse bear trap is like its inception is the I think it's the second film, right? With the woman that ends up being an accomplice. (laughs) So many of them end up being accomplices. Yeah, a lot. It's it's really just him grooming new people to take over, the survivors. I've had cancer for 64 years, and eventually it will take me. (laughs) Yeah, all right, well, I like the, there's a lot of reverse bear traps in this one. They go like the Halloween 2018 route, and we, oh, we reuse the first reverse bear trap. It's oversaturated. Yeah, but- The reverse bear trap was great in its- in its ingenuity, and that ingenuity fades every single time you reverse bear trap. Well, I think it added a nice little punctuation mark at the end of the movie. Yeah, but so he, he, it's used in the end. It's also clearly used in the end of the last film because we come back in, which I, what I assume is the end of the last film. I think so. Where Jill, Jigsaw, had a wife. Jigsaw's wife is trying to kill the big bad with the reverse bear trap. So it was clearly the finale kill of the last film, if we I'm not presume. mistaken. <laughs> Well, personally, I think it adds a nice little punctuation mark. All right, fine. You can have it for point two, but I disagree. And what's our number three good thing? Our number three good thing is the appearance of Jigsaw. And this may be a spoiler because you do not think he's he's showing up in this one. But you get the pinnacle appearance of Jigsaw. The... If if there was a Saw video game, this outfit would cost the most. This is the extra skin. Coins. This is the DLC. Yes, Jigsaw in a backwards cap, motherfucker. <laughs> Hello there, fellow teens. Just me, a totally normal engineer here to uh, get my book signed. It's so great. I don't know if it's because they're trying to flash back to a period that was way in the history of the Saw films, like be way before, because. I don't know how long, if they said how long his book has been published. So he was probably going on his book tour right after the book was published. So this may be them trying to take it way back. And so they're like, oh, Jigsaw's too old and wrinkly now. You don't think he was just in disguise? Why would he? No one would notice him with the backwards cap? (laughs) Why would he need to be in disguise? And he wasn't trying to disguise his voice at all. Is his voice known? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Don't the cops know it? Like, because they keep finding his tapes? I, fuck, I don't know, man. But the backwards cap made no sense. It was it, Either fun. he was trying to look younger or he was trying to disguise himself, and it was a feeble attempt. Okay, well, I think if I could tack one on to that, I really thought your number three good thing would be the appearance of Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah! In one of the, one of the early traps that it feels like a complete side mission from the rest of the movie, but later dovetails in... They all feel like nicely. side mission. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And we're going to get into it in full gory detail after the trailer. 
3D is currently sitting at a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a single digit 9% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.3 out of 5 on Letterboxd, which means y'all like this more than the Final Destination, but that's fine. I get it. (laughs) Do you get it? Not at all. (laughs) Don't get it. Can't defend it. Don't understand it. The opening of this movie is a complete Standalone kill sequence. Standalone kill sequence. I was trying to think most the way through the movie how how it related to the. Film. I spent a lot of the movie trying to figure out how anything related to anything in the same. movie. But yeah, it all, it, same, but it, it all came to oh Did what a it? what a master stroke, just a genius. It was a we couldn't see the chess game beyond the pawn movements. Oh, by the end there, oh they got us checkmate. Uh, except that opening sequence, in no relation to anything else, but. One of the more fun kills of the movie, I think. Yeah, honestly, if every single soap opera was executed with a, like a three-person saw to, to solve love triangles and disputes, I would watch every single one. The telling of hella? <laughs> How does that work? I mean, if you if you want to ratchet up the tension for 66 weeks of one storyline, just like a really slow-moving saw trap, I would be... I'd be sort of entertained. <laughs> you know, I'm going to throw this out there, actually, anyway, listening. Give us a recommendation. Like, what's the one telenovela that horror fans should Passions. watch? Passions. Is that a telenovela? No, it's a- That's just an American So I want a classic but it Latin has... telenovela, but, but it it's got to have, it's got to have genre elements- I want, I want torture sequences. I want, I want, I guess cartels. Uh, I want blood and love. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, but that opening sequence is great because if you've ever been to Toronto or live in Toronto, it's just like, oh, well, there's the Bay, which is a shopping, it's a store in the shopping center. It's a department store. And there's Roy Thompson Hall, which is where the Toronto Symphony Orchestra plays and where you can watch movies at TIFF. It's where I saw Vertigo <laughs> at TIFF. Uh, so it's a very, very Toronto opening it's sequence. It's also a very busy street. I think they're just f- filling their like tax credit. Because it's shot in Toronto, and you got to at least show... Oh, establish, that, you know, the part of the city. Yeah, and because after that, it's just dimly lit blue hallways and warehouses and flop houses. And- yeah, I have to say that Jigsaw and his accomplices, endless supply of warehouses. They're, yeah. Their location scout of this underbelly of murder by game just... T- untapped resources and warehouses are probably super cheap you probably don't have to pay much to rent them if I don't think they're paying anything because then you could follow the money and <laughs> find the bad guy most of these traps use electricity so I'm assuming that they have to pay generators <laughs> Okay, you just get yourself some gas and a generator and you're ready to murder a whole bunch of bad people <laughs> 
that was something else in this movie. Like it's it's been a little while since we watched a Saw movie, but it always felt like he was uh, punishing bad people, and some of these people didn't really seem ba- that bad. I think the only one that was bad was not bad was the wife, who is just like victim by association. Yeah, but is lying the 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 worst thing in oh, the world he does not like meanie meaners it's because he's like he's not taking down that guy who wrote that book about being a drug addict like oprah did live on television he's he, he's only mad he at this love, guy y'all because he didn't eat pray die you know like he's like you didn't go through my trap you can't have this book hashtag rude yeah you can't make money off my non-profit torture charity yeah thanks <laughs> i mean in his eyes it is a charity he's really given back yeah no he's out of his own pocket too in his dying days ooh, what a and if you savior. ever if you like if you really need to go to somebody who understands the value of life it's somebody with terminal cancer i thought you were gonna say it's somebody who's taken a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. He, damn, just like independently wealthy to have to make all this shit. But I, I do remember. And in a man, like he must have had really good health insurance that he could afford to do this side project on top of paying for his cancer medication. Yeah. And how pissed would you be if he had you to be were like an oil baron? His wife, and he's dying. Like your terminal diagnosis, right? You will be dead soon. And he's like, so- honey. Press record on that tape recorder over there. I gotta record some messages posthumously. Well, also just that, like, I'm not gonna spend my days hanging out with you. I'm gonna spend the rest of my days... Angry and full of revenge. (laughs) I'm I'm going out of this world with as much hate in my heart as possible. I, but the, the funny thing is I do remember in some of the previous uh, installments that it starts to get real petty, where it's just like... Oh, my neighbor was not a good mother. Actually, I think she may have killed a kid. But well, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. But it says, You it's, stole my parking spot at the Safeway. <laughs> pretty much. Genuinely my favorite, 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 favorite moment of this entire movie. And this is how you should do a whole Saw movie. This is how you would totally do the TV show, especially in a post-Renfield world. It's the sequence where we're in the support group and we're just getting like little glimpses of like what some other people's I saw we were traps were get like. That. I thought we were going to get like a full recap of all seven films, like the survivors of all seven films, just yeah. to like catch us up halfway through the movie, like for fun, for shits and gigs. Do you want to watch these kills in 3D retrospectively? Sure. But instead they gave us brand new ones that looked... Were they brand new? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I do not remember anybody ever dangling from uh Oh, like I thought you meant in, in the support group. Because I think there was only one flashback in the support group. There were two flashbacks in the support group. There was a girl who uh, looked like she was at a uh, really twisted Alice in Wonderland tea party where she had to chop her own hand off. Yeah, I remember that. And then there was the woman. <gasps> the gnomes! That, so two people strung up on a pole with lawnmowers underneath them. You don't think those were from previous films? I don't. I really don't think so. Mm. I have no recollection of that. And also way too comical. Like, because that, that exists in a 30 second chunk. You couldn't, That's true. You couldn't build a whole trap out of that. It's like, too it's a, funny. It's a bunch of home repair and a garden store employees who, who like, I don't know, were like stealing from the till. Well, I think it was her husband because she talked about it being in an abusive relationship. No, they own the store together. My mistake. Okay. This this is starting to make a lot of <laughs> sense. Because it was like a back room. <laughs> Before she said that it, that it was, that he was abusive, I thought that it was just two neighbors that had gotten into like a lifelong fight over like who's supposed to be, where the property line ends. And <laughs> the you're fence. supposed to take better care of your lawn. Because like, why else would there be lawn gnomes and lawn gnomes? 
and, and lawnmowers and stuff, right? It seemed way too specific. That's funny. But it's like sleeping with the enemy instead of him being like, oh, you got to turn all the cans perfectly inside the cupboard. He's just like, if I come home and the lawn's not fucking perfect <laughs> and those fucking gnomes aren't scrubbed, then you're getting the belt. That's Scrub dark, those but- gnomes. Yeah. What a what a oh what a silly little moment. That's hyper specific, but I would have loved if that was one of the good things at the top. Oh, honestly, I don't know if this film was better or worse because we weren't sure what was actual flashback and what what was like retconning. Oh no, for me, heightened the experience because like the cop halfway through, he was having flashbacks and he was having memories of things that like I don't think that was in a previous movie either. He had with Jigsaw, and you're like. Oh, so we're supposed to know this guy. Well, Hoffman is a legit character from the previous movies. He and he's kinda... the lead detective? No, Hoffman is the lead bad guy who's okay, trying to kill... the lead murderer who was previously a detective. Yes, previously a detective, on the hunt for Jigsaw, became one of Jigsaw's uh, minions. He did not have enough charisma to be the head Jigsaw, I have to say. No, I've never really liked him all that much either. Dread Pirate Roberts, however... <laughs> Carrie Elwes. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, his addition in the movie becoming a bad guy is bonkers. There's no reason or rhyme. There's no rhyme or but reason. But they played for the it. music, John. Oh, oh, dun, well, dun, now, dun, 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 dun. Well, now I'm back on board. Like, that's, that's all you need. Uh, th- you know what's funny is I do remember recording episodes for some of the previous uh, movies, uh, including Jigsaw, which we were not big fans of. We recorded a Drive Home from the Drive-In review for that back when we were still doing them inside the car. I think we were freezing at that point because it was probably October, maybe November, and it started to get cold in Canada. And I remember a large chunk of it being like, oh, man, but that fucking score, though, right? Like, holy shit, that music's amazing. It is good. <laughs> it always delivers. Even when the reveal is a little lackluster. Yeah. But it's you, the bear trap you, you, again. You throw the music underneath it and you're just like, oh, shit, it's getting real. Yeah. They were working under our noses the whole time. Can I tell you, though? the I, this Obviously, this was a fun pairing because they're both like junky 3D movies. And they had real bad racists getting their comeuppance. Yeah. That, so Although that, that, Chester Bennington, I don't know when, like they didn't show evidence of his racism, but you're just supposed to believe Jigsaw. That that looked like a gang of skinheads, like for oh, did sure. It? It I thought they it was looked, just like a bunch of punk kids. No, they looked like extras at a green room. Uh, they had the, the green room, the, the leather, movie. <laughs> green room, the movie, leather boots. Like, there weren't a lot of like swastika tattoos or anything. Yeah, there there were clear swastika tattoos in the last film we covered. So there's that connection. Like there were, uh, you know, racists getting their comeuppance that in both movies. That glue death was gross. We're gonna get into it, but okay. here's here's the other thing that I want to say. Like they uh, obviously, you know, late wave 3D stuff in the early mid 2000s. Uh, this was a huge surprise to me. Did you recognize the lead detective, Detective Gibson, that Hoffman's like taunting throughout the whole movie, the one protecting Jill Tuck, I Jigsaw's did... wife? No. He is Todd from the first Final Destination movie. Whoa! Right? He's Todd? Yeah. Wow. And I think his he... wife, or no, sorry. And the guy who fake Jigsaw trapped, survived, wrote the book, la la la. His wife was the girl in the third one on the roller coaster who was Mary Weinstead's best friend who died. Yeah, that was a very specific poll. I called poll that, that right away. Uh, once again, Kim, the Final Destination 3 super fan, uh, <laughs> recognized a girl who was in the movie for approximately 45 seconds. Well, I can't believe he was Todd. I guess he, he didn't actually have a lisp, and that was just an original Final Destination choice. Yeah, he's an actor making choices. I mean, he's got a little bit of like a southern drawl in this one. He's so good in Final Destination 1. No, he's incredible. His like speech when they're at their memorial is like yeah, 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 fucking... Yeah. 
well written. Yeah, no, that's the thing. That movie's great. This one, different story. Um, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he call it like um, Jill Jigsaw's widow a dummy like four lines in a row? Oh, he calls her crazy. So here's the deal, crazy. We're going to sit here in this room. You got that? Crazy. By the way, it's a safe house. No one's going to find you here. That's why we call it a safe house. Crazy. Literally goes like beyond a beaded curtain. Somebody's like, so bad guy knows we're here. <laughs> We just got a letter with a video. He says he's going to show up and kill us. <laughs> like, fuck. Goddamn. Yeah, no. So I want to go back a little bit to Chester Bennington's death. That one's wild because it a, it's a real Rune Goldberg style jigsaw trap. He's glued to the seat of his car. Uh, it's a muscle car inside a garage. It's jacked up on, like the, the back wheels are jacked up. And uh, as soon as the timer starts going off after he hears Jigsaw's little speech through an eight track player. Yeah, and it's real scream rules now. Like with the voice changer, they're just using Jigsaw's voice eternally. Oh, yeah. It's been that way for a little while i think i think i think literally in the end of the third movie they show them like creating a program or something okay. where like, we can mock his voice up because he's fully dead at the end of the third one he obviously makes appearances in every single one of these fucking movies he's there somewhere all of these movies somehow take place either before or directly after the first movie like he really went berserker mode immediately <laughs> as a serial killer most have to like ramp up well he was dying Oh, that's right. There was a ticking clock situation. <laughs> I love that he just, how do you do fellow kids into this one? <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty great. So, but Chester Bennington is glued to the seat of his uh, I don't know, muscle car. And he has to rip. Oh, this is the best part because him and his friends are racist. They, you know, they, they've judged people based on the color of their skin. You'll have to realize that inside we're all the same color. I thought it was going to be even sillier than that. I thought he was going to say, like, you've judged people on the appearance of their skin. Skin and you now you won't have it. Yeah, you'll lose your skin. <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, he's got to rip his skin Honestly, off. poetic. In order to reach a lever to stop the car from falling down, crushing his girlfriend's head, ripping off the arms and jaw of his buddy behind him, and then I guess you know driving over somebody uh, in the in front. Yeah, honestly, a good trap because how it was presented by Jigsaw is that he was the gang leader and everybody followed his lead. So for the fact that they don't have any choice in the matter and yeah. they're just rigged up in this trap and he's the only one that has like ownership over whether they live or die, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it was great. I liked that a lot. But it was mostly just like uh, a decoy to get the cops to show up somewhere, which is fun. I like that idea. It's a lot and a of And a random work. explosion that apparently was part of a bigger master plan, even though when it was revealed, I was like, eh. And best I can tell, they're either paying rent to Jigsaw, like Hoffman Jigsaw, or he is like paying he's a rent franchise, to them. Like he's loaned out the, the whole Jigsaw. Well, because his lair is in the back. Like there's a oh, secret yeah. door past the bathroom. Sorry, I thought you meant like the rights to the saw process. <laughs> oh, like I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's a franchisee. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's funny. Like this is a second McDonald's. <laughs> and only slightly less evil <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But so riddle me this. We're uh -huh. in we're into the body of the film. So we we we're now following the, the one story is the cops and Jill the widow. They're trying to protect her because she has immunity because she can pin everything on Jigsaw's big accomplice. I was trying to make this simple. Jigsaw's big accomplice. I was going to say, if you can pull this Mark off in Hoffman. one breath without fucking it up, then I'm giving you a trophy. Okay, so that's that's our lead story A. Yeah. Cops, Jill, Mark Hoffman. Yes. And then the side story is book guy who faked a saw trap but didn't actually go on a saw trap and has been using it 
exploiting it for all of his TV person. He's been exploiting it for his wealth. For profit and fun. Exactly. And He's got so a wife out this, of the deal. <laughs> there's this huge, elaborate, hour-long saw trap that is an actual hour of runtime mm-hmm. happening simultaneously. But it doesn't affect the main story at all. No, not necessarily. At all. So we're just cutting between two separate stories? Well, you you don't find out that they are two separate stories until the very end of the movie. At first, like as it's going along, you Yeah, first for the first hour and a half, you have no idea what's going on regardless. You cut and paste that into any conversation about any Saw movie <laughs> past Saw 2. <laughs> yeah, and by the end of the movie, you, you discover that there are two completely separate um, Jigsaw accomplices doing two completely separate games, we'll call them, right? Oh, Hoffman's- wait! No, I'm confused now. Oh. Sean Patrick Flannery, the actor who is the Saw faker, uh, he's, if anybody- Who's remember- a Saw faker? What? Sean Patrick Flannery is the guy who has lied about being in a saw trap and has created a motivational okay. career yeah. out of that. He's the actor from Boondock Saints. He actually had his directorial debut last year with a little thriller movie. It's not that Okay, not that bad. author, faker. Yeah, uh, new, new director. Boiler shit maker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boiler shit maker. Okay, so yeah, he is in a trap that's involving him and his entire uh, team that know that he's a liar and have been uh, supporting him and you know spreading his lie Making for bank. profit and gain. Yeah. yeah. His wife is also, who's uh, who completely unaware that he is a liar and has built an empire on falsehoods, is also in the trap. That is Carrie Elwes's game. It is? Yes. That's the big reveal at the end of the movie, that Carrie Elwes is I a wonder devotee why... of Jigsaw. Okay, I wonder why he was doing it simultaneously with breaking into the cop shop, because I was like, shouldn't you be supervising that huge trap that's going like is there nothing that no levers you have to pull like at one point fucking the jigsaw doll like breaks through a window in a cage yeah, and it's like somebody clearly, had to yeah. initiate that yeah, yeah yeah absolutely no i mean like they do seem pretty automated so like you could argue away that like it's because it's all a feat of engineering like yeah sure maybe you just hit the start button and then it's it's all automated after yeah that. but if a saw trap happens and you're not watching it on cctv Does did it, really it ever happen, happen? yeah <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's actually where you were going. That's pretty good. I love that. Yeah, that's kind of actually cool. Yeah, honestly, when there was that big reveal, I was like, (laughs) when when it was Cariel's, I was like, oh, Oh. what did he do, though? (laughs) So here's the thing. I love that there are two separate storylines happening that you think are kind of like they're they're a little connected to a degree. Uh, I love that. That's a great idea. So then so he Cariel, is it Elwes? Or Elwes. And I'm probably he, does saying he just wrong. happened to discover that this Mark Hoffman guy is trying to kill Jill and then he's just too late. Like he's like standard quo, uh, status quo doing his old jigsaw traps for bad people. And then he and he like catches wind. He's like, is somebody else trying to jigsaw. That's so here. The other half of what I wanted to say there was like, I love that there are two separate storylines. I hate that it's Carrie Elwes. I think that's so weird and silly that but his character Jigsaw nursed him back to health, as per the flashback in this film. Uh huh. Yeah, love that. But, and then soup. From and a then spoon. he just immediately becomes like his pal and helps him do like Stockholm behind syndrome. the syndrome. They all have Stockholm soldiers. Really? <laughs> all of them. Really? Uh, don't don't love that. Don't you love when he appears from the shadows in the support group and he's like, eh, you wrote a book. 
you fuck. Yeah, I love when I, I love when somebody. This is one of my favorite movie tropes. When somebody, when a character has been sitting in the background, he was waiting through most of the support group by the by the refreshments table, just like eating donuts in the dark, just very quietly. <laughs> yeah, with his fake little leg. I love when people come out of the shadows clapping slowly. It's great. It's always. It's one of the best movie tropes ever. But yeah, it's dumb that it's him. And especially, too, that they say that he's been with Jigsaw the whole time. You know, it's not that he's suddenly gone crazy or something. You know, like, maybe that could happen. Like, he lost his... He got out of the trap, saved his family, and then lost them. Like, they they decided they hated his guts because he was... I think he was cheating in that movie, too, right? Like, she found that out and left him anyway. Like, he did all of this, cut off his own leg just to save them, and they still hate him for whatever reason. Like, that... You, you, you could make a bullshit reason why he broke bad and, you know, became the Jigsaw guy, but for him to just immediately start doing it, I don't know about that. It's funny, because when they were doing the flashback and they showed him, like, stitching the eyes of previous traps and stuff, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense, because he's a doctor, and then I was like, wait, is he a doctor? And also... He's an oncologist. You don't don't need a doctor to be doing this. You're putting them in grungy warehouses. Like You don't need sanitary or or suitable process for any of the medical stuff. Yeah, it never sounds like, I want to play a game, but don't worry, everything's been sanitized. And also, all of these games are like games at a carnival. They are all rigged. Nobody survives a single trap in this movie. You have been given a complimentary tetanus shot. (laughs) Do not worry if you survive, you will not. What do you get tetanus? <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. But yeah. So in that flashback, we also see that Jigsaw's like, "Hey, so heads up, I'm dying. <clears throat> Thanks so much for all the help. Just want to." He's like, "I've told you so many things, but I've kept some secrets from you." It's like a will video in all of those movies where they're like, "I have given you my haunted castle." <laughs> yeah. But instead, what he's given him is like more obligations. Like I'm going to give, I'm going to tell you where that room is that I made you cut your foot off. You in. can see a cameo of your old foot. <laughs> Would you like to see Lee Winnell's deflated corpse? It's there. <laughs> it was great. I appreciated it. There's a few other gooey ones. The foot ones. was particularly enjoyable. Oh, and he had that look back at his own foot, and he's like, "Ah, oh, good times." <laughs> Memories. Yeah. And it's Hello like, there, old friend. Flashback to him holding his foot's hand, like running <laughs> through a field of flowers. <laughs> that time where there was only one footprint in the sand. That's when it was you and Jigsaw. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So anyway, he tells him where that is, so that way he knows where to bury Hoffman in a cool spot. Because I swear to God, every single time you and I go, let's let's watch one of these Saw movies. We haven't seen the fourth one in a while. We haven't seen the seventh one in a little while. They all end with somebody closing the door on that first room. <laughs> saw one, saw two, I think saw four, saw uh, seven, whichever this one is. Game over. Yeah, I mean, it's great every time, you know, <laughs> when the music comes up. But for it to be Carrie Elwes is just... How Texas Chainsaw Massacre of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the movie that keeps on giving. The Hoffman storyline's funny because it's literally just like, I'm gonna kill that bitch. <laughs> like, that's the whole movie! And then he sets up all these elaborate traps so you he can rea- kill that bitch. But when you realize that he... It, well, when I realized just now that he is not involved in that entire elaborate book scheme yeah. trap, yeah. his traps are kind of shitty. Whoa. Oh, I guess the car trap is his. Technically, he's only got two traps. I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, because he's just like, his cop shop escapade is just him breaking in and killing a bunch of people. Yeah, he there's, just kills a bunch of cops. There's there's no process around it. And even when he kills the de- the lead detective, when he discovers his lair, he just has like an automatic gun. 
I love an automatic gun. That's like boop, 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 boop. You don't like an automatic gun? A booby trap gun? I guess. I also love when people break into places by by pretending they're dead bodies. That's always fun. He got into the morgue by like swapping out one of the Nazi bodies. Like, ooh, no one's here right now. I'm going to put myself in this little body bag. Imagine how rigid you would have to play every time they transport you. Like they transport you into the, the refrigerator. Oh, uh, because you think rigor mortis is already set and in? Then, well, not maybe not yet. But 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 still, there's p- going to be paramedics lifting you in and out and onto tables. You, mean, you really think that a paramedic is going to lift a body bag and go, I don't know, this well, one feels a lot. Okay, but if the bag is going like is like uh, sucking in and oh, breathing okay, out, yeah, yeah, because... okay, that's true. This bag's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. I like that a lot. Oh boy. Yeah, no, his traps are his traps are just as elaborate, maybe maybe slightly better than uh, than Carrie Elwes's traps. He only has like the one real trap. He does have that cool nightmare trap that's not even really a trap. It's just like a really elaborate roller coaster of death where he's got this spike put on front of a cart, and then the cart's gonna go down a rail and it's gonna cut Jill in half, uh, which turned out to be a nightmare. Oh, of, I forgot about Jill's. that one. Yeah, that one was fun. Who do you think did- Wait, who did the first trap? That's what I was just about to ask. <laughs> who do you think did that trap at the very beginning? I don't know. Yeah, you think that was a Jigsaw original? <laughs> that one's from- like, it's just Here, from this one's from the floor. vault. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. What was your favorite trap of the accomplices to the book scheme? Favorite trap of the accomplices to the book scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the trap where he had to- um, like do uh, like weightlifting, <laughs> where the weights would also put spikes into his side. I, yeah, I to like stop, that one. to stop the spikes from going into the other girl's eyeballs. Yeah, and the final kill was just pretty good because it was through her eyeballs and her mouth. Yeah, and she looked fun at the end. She looked fun. It did look pretty gross. It looked gnarly, and also just the fact that it's slow is like Ugh, I don't like that. Well, and the fact that it stops and the light stops and goes and lo- stops and goes, you're like, oh. And that, that felt like a classic saw trap. The first one, you know, it's not not so bad. You know, maybe a lower uh, seventh installment of the <laughs> franchise kind of trap where there's a key inside a stomach with a fish hook and you got to yank it out. Uh, but every time you make a noise, the spikes get closer to penetrating her throat before they kill her. Uh, you know, it's all right. That's okay. Yeah. My least favorite for sure. Was the hanging one? Was the hanging one. Because there just wasn't a lot to it. No, it felt like a Mario Party game. <laughs> yeah. And it also hinged on him throwing keys to a blind guy. <laughs> like, hey man, catch this. Like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was supposed to throw it, but I think he was running out of time. Yeah. Was the weightlifting one your favorite as well? Yeah, the, yeah. the eyes and the mouth. It had, it had some mechanics to it. It felt like a good saw trap. Yeah. Why did you think about uh, when the wife finally got killed? Because you, you had some theories on the end you're like oh it's like that pig on fire or something yeah i mean it's not like a it's not a full ass theory or anything but like i swear wasn't there like wasn't there an old torture device where you would put people inside like a brass bowl are you talking about the trojan horse like when they came through the the no that was not that was not a torture device that was a i mean it was for the the people that opened the gate that was a great gimmick uh no let me look this up it's a horse or it's a i swear it's a bull bull torture device bullfire den the brazen bull it, also known as the bronze bull sicilian bull uh, so we know where that's from or the bull of phalaris was a torture and execution device phalaris designed. means phallic in nature <laughs> question mark 
That's a, that's another link to click on later that I don't want the. Or is it named after that. a dude like Sir Phalaris? Let me let me go on incognito mode before I look that up. <laughs> it was a it was a torture execution device designed in ancient Greece, according to Diodorosus Siculus, recounting the story in this fucking history book. Okay, so the bull thing is a thing. It was a new means of executing criminals. The bull was said to be hollow and made entirely out of bronze with a door on one side. According to legends, the bronze bull was designed in the form and size of an actual bull and had an acoustic apparatus that converted screams into the sound of a bull. Oh. So that's what I was saying earlier. Oh, and like the smoke coming out the, the nostrils? The smoke would come out the nostrils, the screams would echo through and come out like the sound of a bull. That's uh, yeah, Instead it looked like a spaceship barbecue. fucking awful. Yeah, heating the metal until the person inside was roasted to death. Goddamn. She didn't deserve that, but I guess literally everybody that was challenged by Jigsaw d- 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 died. I felt bad for her. I felt real bad for her. I did too. Yeah. And they like made sure to show her extra crispy and without hair. And I was like, I don't know. She didn't deserve this. And correct me if I'm wrong. Do, is there any sort of like end cap on Sean Patrick Flannery living? He's sad. He's just yeah, sad. He, like, but we don't even see him like the cops come in and rescue him. And now he's just. Yeah, because didn't all those other cops like get gassed in a room? And then they were like, whoa. <laughs> I think they were just like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like there's no, there's. We didn't come back to see if they die. We just heard some coughs and they cut away. So, like, I guess they're dead. Yeah, he probably survived because he just got, like, nipple pierced. Yeah, shouldn't there have been a scene with Carrie Elwes? Like, one last little, like, okay, buddy, so here's the deal. He dumps both of them in the saw room and he's like, you, I just don't know where to put you. (laughs) But, yeah, it's just like, I've already got an assistant. I'll be back once you've got Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Knock on this door when you're sad. (laughs) Yeah. But grateful. Knock three times on the door if you love if you've fallen under my torture spell. Twice on the pipes if the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we giving Carrie Ellis the jigsaw voice? Because everybody gets the jigsaw voice. <laughs> we don't even know. Like Carrie Ellis at the end of the movie has two assistants wearing pig masks. We don't know who oh, the fuck yeah! they are. Who are they? No idea. Is Hired he, goons. Do you think he's gonna keep working? Oh, definitely. I'm pretty sure there's an eighth movie, isn't there? Is he in it? Ah, man, I don't know. <laughs> Do you care? <laughs> we're dis- we're disappointing everybody who loves these movies. I warned them. Okay. Maybe they're laughing. Maybe they're like, ah, these idiots. Yeah, well, that's the best Look at case them scenario only having a snapshot. <laughs> okay, well, Kim. Of this chaos. What's, what's, I don't know if there's anything else to go over. If we missed anything? I think we missed everything. Yeah, probably. Like, everything. This movie, did we say that it's just a lot? It's just a lot of things happening simultaneously, a lot of information, a lot of flashbacks. A lot of blue filters. And Frank, and smoke, and and then at some point, it's probably just because it's filmed in Toronto, and like, oh shit, it's winter now. Uh, Occasionally, it's- That was a nightmare sequence. The snow sequence was a nightmare sequence? It was, because remember she got killed in the nightgown? And then she woke up and she was like, whoopsie doo. There's a scene where the cops are talking outside and there's snow everywhere. I don't remember that. And then there's also a few other scenes where it's just like, okay, we can see everybody's breath now. Like, it's <laughs> clearly cold outside. <laughs> what's your, what's your, how does this fall in your Saw franchise ranking, Kim? I like the first one. Yeah. I think that's a real great original film. Second one's okay, because I, I like the. Second one's a great sequel. The girl in it. Um, And then the rest. <laughs> I don't know if I feel like I can rate this film because I don't know if I have enough information. Like, what of <laughs> You need to do more research before Just you like, rate Saw 3D? Where does it relate in the story? Like, how much of it is tying loose ends from previous? What is it starting from future? 
did they drop this and you know like did they go all halloween resurrection and just kill lori and they're like fuck it i think it's 25 percent for all of those things it's a little bit of the, it's a little bit of a tie-up for the last movie it's a little bit of groundwork for the next one uh it's just some fun side characters doing some fun side character torture stuff and then also uh, you know the rest of the saw mythos okay but so I'll, i'm gonna rate it as this is a 3d installment say it came to theaters it probably did they all kind of went to yeah theaters. they all went to theaters uh, it, this one is trying to win back people who've maybe fallen off the franchise, right? Because You think this is welcoming in new fans? Well, that's the whole point is that they didn't call it Saw 7. They called it Saw 3D, which is like, hey, guys, you oh. can tune back in. And I did not feel safe tuning back in. Well, it was also I did not feel as- held by him. <laughs> <laughs> Saw the final chapter. Come back. See how it all ends. Oh, surprise. We got a cliffhanger ending again. It was just a. it was burdening me with a lot of information for being somebody who who doesn't have a full bibliography of the Saw's previous. Well, that sounds like a you problem. How do you rate the movie? One and a half out of four. That's totally fine. Yeah, I'll give it a two out of four. Some of these traps were good. Chester, yeah, Ben- no, Chester Bennington w- was great in that in that trap. And honestly, I think they should hire more singers who scream a lot to be put in torture devices. Yeah. He screams for a living. Like you can t- totally get a convincing scream out of a singer. R.I.P. Thanks for putting a bummer on that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really appreciate that. Anyway, hit us up on Twitter at NOFS Podcast or in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord at NOFSpodcast.com slash Discord to let us know what you thought of Saw 3D. And especially if you're like a big Saw fan. They're not listening still. They have definitely turned this <laughs> off. But if for some reason you've made it to the end, please let us know your franchise ranking and where this sits. Like if we're going to watch another Saw movie in the next few weeks, which one should we revisit? That's a great question. And also also, if you are not a Saw fan, but you watched this because it was on the podcast, let us know if you understood it. Let us know what your takeaways were uh, and where you're at. <laughs> are you okay? As always, if you want even more Nightmare on Film Street content, you can join us on Patreon for a few bucks a month at nofspodcast.com slash club. There are tons of bonus episodes there, and we do monthly watch parties and all kinds of other stuff that you can get in exchange for supporting the show. That is at nofspodcast.com slash club. And if another monthly subscription is not your bag right now, you can support Nightmare on Film Street by visiting store.nofspodcast.com and grabbing yourself a Nightmare on Film Street t-shirt. We've got more than just uh, podcast t-shirts, obviously. We've got t-shirts for horror fans of every genre. Uh, Grab yourself something cool to show off this summer when you're out getting ice cream with your dog. Or at, like, horror conventions. Yeah, or something <laughs> like that's actually spooky, you know. Going on roller coasters, kidnapping people against their will. You know, summer stuff. Don't break the law in our t-shirts. <laughs> that looks bad. <laughs> no saw traps in the t-shirts, guys. We'll be back next week with another spooky episode. But until then, I'm John. I'm Kim. Stay, Stay creepy. creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time. Stay creepy, fiends.